Good morning. We are Mamish nearing the end of the entire Sefer of Tanya. After the letters that the children of the Altarebbe found and put into the Sefer of Tanya, so it concludes with the fifth and final section known as Kuntresachren. And these are various annotations that the Altarebbe wrote for himself to clarify certain concepts that we have in Kabbalah, that we have in Hasidis. And the fourth essay, which is the essay that we are in, is the longest essay. And it's coming to explain something that is written in the pre Chaim, something that the Arizal taught. And that is, that in as much as in the earlier generations, if we're going to divide the Yiddishkeit into three general categories, the three pillars, Torah, learning, Tfila, Avoida, davening, and Gemilos, Hasadim, and Mitzvahs, each one a separate category. So the Arizal writes that in the earlier generations, the, man, the main avoida was the avoida of learning Torah. But now, now meaning already 500 years ago, the Arizal says the main avoida is the avoida of davening. So the Altarebbe begins to explain why is it that davening is superior to both Torah and mitzvahs. Now this is just the beginning of the essay because each one of these three have something unique over the others. But the Altarebbe gives a very important general intro, which is as follows. The whole Torah of Kabbalah is teaching us the Seder of Ishtal Shalos. The Seder of Ishtal Shalos is needed because since Hashem, in His kindness, wants to give us an opportunity to be able to relate to Hashem, to have a sense of closeness to God or to godliness, and the problem or the challenge with being close to Hashem is that Hashem is so infinitely greater than everything and anything, the gap between everything else and the Creator is infinite, so nothing should be able to relate to Hashem. Now, if we're speaking about the Avaidah of servitude, we can serve God. You don't have to be close to be an Evid. An Evid, not an Evid in, in, uh, here in America, there's a derogatory connotation with Avdus, but a positive Avdus. Being in service to something greater than you doesn't mean that you have to relate to it or you have to be close to it. You have to serve it. So Avaida was always possible. But Hashem didn't only want to give us the opportunity to be in service of Him. Hashem wants to give us an opportunity to be close to Him. Right? We're not only called Avadim, we're called the Ben. To be a child, how can you be a child? A child connotes closeness, similarity. God forbid, how can anything be similar to God? So therefore Hashem created the system that's called the chain, the Hishtalshulus. And that Hishtalshulus, beginning with the most important part, brought into being what we call the world of Atzilus, which is the world of the ten spheres. And then God created everything else, particularly man, in the image of the ten spheres. When it says, Nasa Adam bit Salmenu kid Moseinu, it means, according to Kabbalah, that we, the man, is in the image of God's ten spheres. We are in the image of Atzilus. So now there's a similarity. And now there's a certain real, true closeness that we can achieve when we serve God. Say the Rishtalshus. Now don't forget that there is God beyond Seder Ishtalshalus. So there's two, let's, let's, let's generalize, there are three levels. You have the essence of Hashem. Hasidus refers to that as Atzmus. 
there's, it's not shayach to be close to atzmus. It's beyond everything. Then you have the, an expression of godliness known as the infinite light, the oir ein soif. Even though it's not the essence of God, but it's still ein soif. Ein soif means that we are infinitely distant from it. And then you have the beginning of the world of Atzilus, where Hashem's infinite light is enclosed in the ten spheres. Lights in vessels. Once you have an infinity of light, but that's somehow enclosed in a finite vessel, now it's shayach for us limited beings to relate to the world of Atzilus. The world of Atzilus is also known in Kabbalah as Adam Kadmoin, the primordial man, Adam. The infinite light of God is known as Ma'oid. Ma'oid means beyond. Ma'oid are the same letters of Adam. So there's Ma'oid and then there is Adam. Now, when we do a mitzvah, what happens when we do a mitzvah? In the words of, first of all, we're doing what God wants. That's the beginning and the end of it all. But we accomplish as follows, that in the world of Atzilus, you have the vessels of Atzilus, the kalim of Atzilus. Every mitzvah corresponds to another vessel in the world of Atzilus. And when we do a mitzvah, when the Chazal tell us that when we do a mitzvah, God does the mitzvah. When we put on tefillin, God puts on tefillin. What that means is that the vessels of the world of Atzilus becomes broadened. And whenever you have a broadening of the vessels, you have a new influx of light. Lamashal, by the human body. If a person does exercise with a body part, so what happens is, is that that body part, the keli, becomes strengthened, and the person becomes stronger. The potential of the strength was always there before. The reason why the person before the exercise was weaker, that's because there wasn't a vessel in the body to contain that energy. The energy that we have access to is dependent on the, the size of your muscle. The broader the muscle, the greater the keli, the more the light. So whenever we do a mitzvah, what are we doing? We are, we are touching the kalim of Atzilus. We are broadening the kalim of Atzilus. Therefore, more light goes into Atzilus. And we believe in the whole concept of trickle-down koyach. What happens is, is that when there's more light in the world of Atzilus, not only is there more light of God in Atzilus, but then that light comes down to the world of Bria, comes down to the world of Yitzhi, and ultimately we bring more godly light into this world. And, which is, and that's the goal. So the kavana is always to make this world more godly. And how do we do that? Through mitzvahs. A mitzvah is touching the kalim of Atzilus, and therefore the kalim of Atzilus are able to hold more light of Atzilus, and it comes down into the world. Now there is a way, says al that we can somehow touch the infinite light of God beyond Atzilus, Mo'id. And we have an example. We know that before the Torah was given, there was a disconnect between the Ruchnius and the Gashmius. We were unable to bring down godly light into the physical world by doing mitzvahs before the Torah was given. The whole Chiddush of Matan Torah is that now the decree that separates the higher and the lower was taken away. So the Altarebbe argues that when our others, if they were somehow stimulating the world of Atzilus before the Torah was given, those lights were unable to come into this world. But if the Avos touched the Ein Soif, which they also did, if you somehow 
get access to the infinite light of God beyond that silus, that light circumvents, it, it bypasses the whole Seder Ishtalshalus, and the light of the Ein Soif is, was always brought into this world, and it has a real effect into this world, even greater than the lights of Atzilus. Which means that even nowadays, we're not the others. But if we would figure out how to be in touch with the Oyd Ein Soif, then that infusion of light, that additional light of the Ein Soif, will not only affect this world, but it's going to affect this world in a whole different way than the Seyed Ishtalshul's lights affects the world. And the examples the Alter Rebbe gives is a miracle. When we do mitzvahs, so therefore we brought in the vessels of Atzilus, and the light that comes down comes through a system. By the time it comes into this world, it's fatsinsumd. It's more light than before, but it's still limited and it conforms the rules of Olam HaZagash. But if a person wants to affect a miracle, and from Torah, mitzvahs, and tefillah, which one of these three affects miracles? Davening. Davening. That means if someone is sick, and, and they need a miracle to get better, what does a you do? You daven. You daven. Why do you daven? Because there is a level of davening that touches ma'oid, that goes beyond the world of Atzilus. And the moment you touch the ma'oid, that additional oid and soif goes directly into this world. And since it's such a greater, infinitely greater of godly light, it breaks the rules of nature in a good way and it brings about a miracle. And that type of davening is not the davening that we daven normally, but that's connected to the tefillah of Chana. So the system of davening, davening from a siddur, it's an organized, structured prayer. But if a person using the siddur if they are able to reach a level within themselves that their calling out to God is not limited in any structure, which is Mamish, the story of Chana. What happened? Chana went into the Mishkan and she was davening in such a way that Eli, who was a big tzaddik, looked at her and he, and he, and he, and he told her, how long will the Yidin drunk daven in the temple when not allowed to enter here as a shikoyim? And she told Eli, I'm not a shikoyra, I'm not a snefesh. My soul is bitter. So it can't be that Eli thought that she's a drunkard. And if Itaka suspected her to be drunk, then why did he rely on her? Did you ever hear a drunk saying, I'm not drunk? I do that. So if, she, if he thought she's drunk, but just because she told him I'm not drunk, he should believe her? He never thought she's drunk. Eli Akoyan never witnessed a yid davening to ma'oid, touching ma'oid. We daven with a structure. It's in Shulchan Aruch, you have to daven, you have to make believe as if you're standing in front of a human king. What does that mean? You have to get dressed nicely. The rules. I, for God, does it make a difference? I'm a human being, I'm not God. If I'm speaking to a, a hush of a person, I get dressed nice. When you daven, get dressed nice. Before you speak to another person, you brush your teeth. Al piyalacha, you have to brush your teeth. Then when you daven, there's a system. You don't stumble, shout out what you want. You tell God what you want. First you praise God and then you ask and then you thank Him. And you don't ask for something twice. You, you, you don't do that. Why do we say huh? No, lachash means that she didn't even, she couldn't even speak. It's silent amida. I mean, we learned in him, but what, what really happened with Chana is, is that Chana told Eli Akoyan 
that there's davening as we normally have it, based on the karbanais, there's rules. A systematic prayer means you're any system, you're connected to the world of system, to the Yishtalshans. She told Eli, he never thought she's drunk, she told Eli that I am not davening in a systemized way. That when a yid is pouring out one soul, if your essence comes out when you daven, then it's not disrespectful to repeat the same thing a million times. And you don't have to first praise God. There's no rules. And that's the emiss that when the essence of a person comes out, you cannot contain something very deep in a, in a box. It breaks the box. It's above Ishtal Shulos. And when a Yid davens on that level, that's what Arizal meant. That if when you daven, that tefillah on the level of Mesiras Nefesh, that tefillah of Chana, that when a person feels that their essence is coming out in prayer, and, and normally you can't even say words, then, then you talk, there are no rules of prayer. This is even a greater prayer. And you know what? That prayer affects what happened to Chana. She naturally was unable to have a child. No, there are two, two different types of miracles. There's a miracle that a person is sick and they could have very well not gotten better and then they got better. But when they got better, it's not a, it's not a miracle. The laws of nature didn't change. It's that God helped them. That is when the godliness is coming through the Hishtalshalos. But if a person like Chana, she needed, she had no womb. It's not shayach to carry a baby. This is a miracle. Something, God made the body in a way that, that a, 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 such a body like Chana cannot have a child. For her to conceive and to carry and to give birth to a healthy child, it was mamash hanes. How did that happen? Because dafke tefillah, not mitzvahs, not Torah. Tefillah is able to touch the ma'oid. It could be that if Yedmamash need a nest, and I am not able to call out to God from my Yechida, so if I'm not going to reveal my Mo'oid, then I'm not going to touch the Mo'oid of godliness. And the Tzaddik will be so in pain from my Tzaddik, another good, oh, good, 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 Marshall. So he's going to call out from the Tzaddik's Mo'oid. And the moment you stimulate the Oibishter's Mo'oid, then that light doesn't go through the Ishtalshalos. And when it comes into the world, something mamish changes. And that's how miracles come to, come to be. And that means that even nowadays we're not on that level. But we should just acknowledge that. That the few magical moments that we have, that we feel that the neshama is coming out, that we were accessing something very deep. Chaparayim. Daven to God. And that tefillah will have a miraculous effect. And that's the mile of tefillah over mitzvahs. And Torah, and then the essay continues as we'll continue this whole week to learn that each one has another Milo over the other.